So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reframe you, say that, okay, I'm not, I, I don't need you in my life anymore. And then I'm going to rebuild myself. I'm going to test out new liberating beliefs so that I can change the script that was passed or handed down to me. And that's how I fought back with my limiting beliefs. And I hope that people can also use that to fight their limiting beliefs. Hola, everyone. Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia, and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes, or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. Our guest is one of the most influential motivational speakers. He's a mindset and life coach and with over 2 million followers. And he is the host of Small Talk Podcast. Please welcome Alec Cuenca. Hi, Alec. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this. So for this episode, we are going to talk about limiting beliefs. For those who are unfamiliar with limiting beliefs, can you define for us what are limiting beliefs, Alec? So there are... A lot of different ways to define limiting beliefs. But I think before we define what a limiting belief is, we need to first understand why are we discussing even uh, limiting beliefs. So there's a famous quote by the philosopher named Lao Zhu. It says that your thoughts become your beliefs, your beliefs become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, and your habits become your reality. So I have seen people who are unhappy at life, unfulfilled at life. And I had this one question of where does it all start from? Where does it all you know, begin? So when I started doing my research, one thing that I have learned is that it really is based on our belief systems. So if your belief system is allowing you to win, then of course you're going to win in life. Probably the reason why you have a life that you're unfulfilled, that you're unhappy with, it's also because the beliefs that you have are also making you unhappy or um, unfulfilled. So that's where the limiting beliefs come in. So the limiting beliefs, they are a set of beliefs that your brain thinks are realities, are truths that are holding you down. They're like anchors. They are like chains and they have been passed on from generations to generations. And as you know, as a child, you were growing up, you didn't really know, like you're looking at these adults, right? And these adults, they are giving you beliefs and truths that you are instantly accepting. And then here comes, as you grow older, you didn't really filter out what are the beliefs that can help you and what are the beliefs that are actually true and what are the beliefs that are actually limiting you down. So limiting beliefs, again, is a set of beliefs that are hindering you from letting you live 
a life where you're happy, where you're true, where you are your truest self, where you are really stepping into your truest greatness. Wow, that is very much filled with wisdom. Thank you for that, Alec. So the next question is, how do you fight back against those limiting beliefs? And can you give us like examples or the signs or the qualities of the limiting beliefs that you tell to yourself? Hmm, I love that. So in understanding how do we fight back against limiting belief, we got to really dig deep into knowing and into recognizing where did this all start from? So every kind of limiting belief, they always have this root that you need to treat. So a lot of people think that they, when they get triggered, they remove the trigger and it's all going to be fine. Or when they're unhappy with life, they're going to make a few adjustments, but it's all on the surface level. In order for you to take or to fight back against limiting beliefs, you need to be able to, first of all, recognize where it is coming from. So I have this framework that I learned. It's called the four R's. And the four R's are, um, is a framework where you use to manage or change the beliefs that you have. So first of all, it's uh, the first R is recognize. Recognize where it's coming from. So most of the limiting beliefs that we have, again, came from when we were a child. Um, we didn't really see or understand the world how it is actually responding. We think that everything that is being said to us, that is being presented to us, is the truth. But in reality, it's not. There are a lot of lies. There are a lot of negative and limiting beliefs or limiting thoughts that were passed down to us from the previous generation. And it's not their fault, right? They did it subconsciously. They did it unconsciously. But as you are going to this point where you want to heal and you want to grow, it's important to understand that it was passed on to you and you've accepted it when you were a child. So maybe let's say I have um, one of my earliest uh, limiting belief is you need to work hard Mm -hmm. to earn money, right? So I've always heard when I was a child, get a degree, get a job, basically do the hard stuff for you to get money. And so that's one thing that I wanted to test it out if that was actually a truth or was it a limiting belief that was passed on to me. So I was a misfit and what I did is I did the opposite of what they're advising me. So they said, go to school. I, I wasn't able to finish my school. I went into content creation, into the digital world where I didn't have any knowledge. I didn't have any background, but just really wanted to test it out to see if I really needed to work hard for me to earn money. And then I could remember after two years of just um, doing the thing that I love, I love. And that's also a limiting belief that I think a lot of people are hearing that you can't make money doing the thing that you love. That's also one thing that I wanted to check out or to see if it's really true. So what I did is after two years of just doing what I love, I received my first ever paycheck. um, And it uh, it was a contract that is worth six figures. It's like the, the biggest money that I've ever seen in my life when I was like, um, that was three years ago. So uh, when I was 22 years old, like six digits, it was amazing. Like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is true. This is reality. This is happening. So that's when I realized that those kinds of beliefs were my limiting beliefs that were passed on from generation to generation. And so understanding or recognizing first and foremost where it came from 
And for me, it was when I was with my parents, I was always hearing this, that money doesn't grow in trees. You need to work hard, blah, blah, blah. You need to pinpoint where did it come from? And for me, it was my parents. And then second R is actually releasing them. So now I really want to talk about my limiting beliefs, where it came from so that I could release it out. I wrote it in my journal. I labeled it as a limiting belief so that I'm aware that this is a limiting belief. The third R is reframe. So I reframed it. I realized that it wasn't about me, why they were passing it on, the limiting beliefs, or why that that limiting belief was passed on. It's more of they didn't know. They were not aware that that was a limiting belief. So it wasn't my. It wasn't their fault. It was you know probably the fault of the, the previous generation before them that passed on the, gen, the limiting belief. So I reframed that that it wasn't their fault. They did their best. It's just that they didn't have the information that they needed for them to realize that it was a limiting belief. And lastly, rebuild. I needed to test it out. So when you spot a limiting belief, when you recognize that it's a limiting belief and you release that limiting belief and say, thank you, you saved me, uh, you helped me survive up, 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 until, up until this point, but now moving forward, I'm not going to need you anymore. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reframe you, say that, okay, I'm not, I, I don't need you in my life anymore, and then I'm going to rebuild myself. I'm going to test out new liberating beliefs so that I can change the script that was passed or handed down to me. And that's how I fought back with my limiting beliefs. And I hope that people can also use that to fight their limiting beliefs. Just to dig a bit deeper, since what you've shared was really juicy, like the first one was being more self-aware about your environment, right? That's what you've, you've shared for the first or like you, you have to realize where does it come from? Like it's not just the outer environment that you should be aware of, but at the same time, how does it affect you internally? And at the same time, you write it down, right? Take notes of where does this come from? And then you write it down. And at the same time, you took responsibility for your life, right? And then after that, you took action because everything that we think of will not happen if we don't take action. So I really do love that. Can you share with us, like, do you have like daily routines that battles against limiting beliefs? Yes, definitely. Um, one of the things that helped me learn more about my limiting beliefs are my habits. So two of the habits that I inserted or I integrated in my routine was, again, two R's. First mm -hmm. is reflect. Reflection on your previous life of who you were yesterday of because a lot of people when they are having a hard time when they're struggling when they're being challenged the main question that pops into their head is what's wrong with you what's wrong with me mm. right but the thing is that is the wrong question the question that should we should be asking is what happened to us what happened to me why am i thinking this way why am i acting this way so first of all the habit is really reflecting meaning I do a lot of journaling. I really assess myself. Okay, this is something that triggered me. Okay, this is something that I'm frustrated with. Why is that? Is it, was there a familiar situation in the past that helped me, uh, that made me feel this way? Is it something that I've experienced already before? Like I was studying myself. Mm -hmm. And that's very important in raising your self-awareness, which eventually will help you have a better transformation in your life. So that's just how you do it. Any kind of transformation begins with the increase of self-awareness. You only increase your self-awareness by reflecting, by studying yourself. Mm. That's the first one, reflecting. The second R is reading. So now that you have 
studied yourself, the, the next best thing to do is to study others. Because one thing's for sure, what you're struggling with, what you your problems are, they've already been solved by someone in the history of humankind. Yeah. There are no new problems in this world. Everything has been solved already. And they leave clues based on the books, on the podcasts, on the videos that they put out here for the consumption of everyone, right? So after you have reflected and you studied yourself, journaling, verbalizing it, if you want to hear yourself, go you know, record a voice memo to do that. Just learn more about yourself. Hmm. And then reading about other people's experiences, reading about other principles and thoughts and ideas that can resonate with the experience or the insight from the experience that you had. Mm-hmm. I love that. And at the same time, with regards to your experience, do you remember any limiting belief that you had a hard time overcoming? Uh, yeah, definitely. One of my biggest limiting belief that I have been, you know, mitigating or I have been battling with in the previous months and in the previous years was my beliefs about my relationships. So growing up, I grew up in a household where there were the, the normal was people were breaking up, like divorce, annulment. Mm. Like no, no one divorce. was staying together. No one was staying right. together. No one, love doesn't exist, right? So there's uh, no healthy love. relationship that yep. you can look up to. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So I saw people around me. I saw my aunt, my uncles, my my mom and my dad that their relationship isn't working no matter how hard mm-hmm. they try, no matter how much you love someone, um, it's just not going to work. So I tried to also test it out, but then I was in a relationship for 11 years and then we broke up. And when it broke up, it kind of reinstated the fact that now you see mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. lasts forever. There is no true love. You can't be happy. Mm. You can't find a relationship that you'll be happy with, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, you know, as I now, uh, it's my first time being single for a very long time when I'm meeting a lot of people, I always had this belief that this won't last. Mm. No matter how happy I am with this person, this isn't going to last because I have this belief that an 11-year relationship didn't work out. What makes mm. you think that this will work out, mm. right? So that was the limiting belief that I broke down and learning that, okay, even though it didn't work out, that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, the love that we shared wasn't true. And just because it happened one time doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Mm. So I had to change that. And that allowed me also to have very rich experiences with the different relationships that I've been with or that I've been in for the past couple of years, actually. Right now, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting the chance to like learn more about what I like, uh, and I, what I don't like, what I want, and what I don't want in a relationship. And um, now it's just my belief of that um, it's never going to work out. I don't really have that anymore. It's more of me just enjoying and appreciating whatever relationships come into my life. And you know, the irony about that is now that I don't pressure myself into mm-hmm. trying to prove that the limiting belief doesn't exist, I have richer um, relationships now that even though we're not together for a very long time, they're much richer from the previous relationships that I had before. Yeah. And at the same time, what I got from what you shared, I think we should stop 
stereotyping ourselves in such a way that since this is my environment, this is what I should be or this is what I'm gonna become. In a way, there's there's uh there's a saying or there's a thought that what your environment is is who you will become, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way, we have to stop thinking about that and just start. I think what you what you've already shared start to be responsible for your own life for your own decisions because whatever happens in your life that's completely out of your control what you do have control over is your life your decisions right i mean that's yeah. what what i'm getting from what you shared yes definitely uh, it begins with yourself like being mm-hmm. accountable and knowing that the environment that you're in will not dictate your life mm-hmm. but also i want to add on to that uh, the reason why i feel like now i can mitigate or change the limiting belief is because I also changed my environment Mm. because even though we don't like it, the surroundings that we have, they really play a huge role in setting up the beliefs that we have because subconsciously it's the thing that we're always seeing. And even if we don't like it, even if we don't want that, but it's what we're seeing, it's what we think that are is normal. And so that's what we're going to accept as a truth on a subconscious level. So what helped me change my belief system about relationships is to actually change my scenario as well. Mm. I now um, allow myself to talk to people and I spend more time with people who have healthy relationships. And that just makes me, oh, this isn't normal. This is Mm. real. This is the reality. This is a belief that I want to apply in my life. But again, it starts with yourself. It started with me wanting to like change it and having that decision that, okay, that I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to look for more liberating beliefs that I can use in my life. It's funny that you mentioned about changing your environment because there, there's a question that entered my mind just now that what if since the pandemic, we were like stuck at home, we, we have not, nowhere to go. And especially now that cases are raising again, and then we still don't know how long the pandemic will last. So how about those people who are unable to change their environment? Like in a way, for example, they live in just one house and then there's no walls, there's no room for them to go to to spend, you know, or to have that ability to change their environment. Like do you have suggestions yeah, for that? <laughs> I do have suggestions for that. So the reason why the environment plays a huge part is because it's not about the environment itself. It's because of the meaning that you attach to the environment that you have. So if we become conscious enough, if we become aware enough that Mm -hmm. it's the anchors, it's the meaning that we subconsciously attach to the environment that makes us believe these certain beliefs, then we can change that. So if you're in home and you feel like, Um, You're not going to go anywhere else Mm. soon. One thing you can do is to find different zones where you can just test out or just have a neutral state or um, like create a zone where you can just be your truest self. You can test out the newer version of you, the better version of you that you want to see for yourself, right? So for example, in your house, it's always going to be there. Then maybe find a spot where you just sit and you just meditate and just imagine yourself like having more positive thoughts, having more positive people in your life, that even just visualizing it can, can definitely go a long way because now, uh, and understand this, like everything is, 90, uh, it's like 99% of what's happening to us is internal. 
So the way you internalize things, even though the the environment will play a huge part, if you're conscious enough to understand that everything, every kind of change begins on the inside, Mm -hmm. then now you can tap into different spots or different zones in your mm-hmm. house in your place yeah. where you can allow yourself to like believe the liberating beliefs and test out or just see for yourself that you can change your belief system and therefore change your life as well mm-hmm. i love that you mentioned belief because whatever we think about constantly is our belief system and then we'll act it out and that's the trajectory of our life So in terms of that, I also want to share about my experience. And one of the things that I'm applying right now that is very helpful is affirmations. Like even though I'm at home just simply, you know, trying to do my best to learn a lot of things. But if I don't change my mindset in terms of who I am, what my worth is, like all the positive things, if I don't constantly think about I'm worthy I'm cared for, I'm loved, I'm I'm rich, I'm wealthy, all of the things, even though currently I'm not there yet as where I want my situation to be. I started doing the affirmations daily and it starts to work. I'm quite surprised about it because it's the first <laughs> time that I've tried it and I learned it through you actually. That's why I want us to talk about the limiting beliefs because it has held me back for quite some time in my whole existence in life because In my family, I've always been told no. And at the same time, I'm not worth anything. In a way, if you say no constantly, I just feel like I'm not going to do anything since I'm I'm not worth anything. And that's the, the thought that I've kept with me all throughout my adulthood. And then now, as I started practicing the affirmations and started reading and self-reflecting, things started to change. Like it's true that you have to change your internal mindset first before yeah. the outward, you know, will follow that. And I love that that you're also already experiencing this. Like I know that the, the affirmation that we talked about or we discussed in the Better Me project is just such a relatively mm-hmm. new concept. Even though we're always hearing it, but the application it's relatively new. But it's so nice that you're already seeing signs of okay, this is possible mm-hmm. because that's you testing your limiting beliefs. That yeah. um, okay, am I worthy? Let's just try to trick our brain to see yeah. that we are worthy, and I am worthy. I am worthy, and we keep on saying that. Now your brain is starting to believe you that you yeah. are worthy, and then. Yeah. That's when you raise your frequency. I don't want to get too nerdy on this, mm. but I, you're going to go go raise ahead. your mm. energy levels. You're going to change your frequency, your vibration. You won't even notice it, but the surroundings will change. Yeah, There, there will come a day that you just wake up like, well, this is nice. Like, this is <laughs> weird, but this is nice. This is, I've yeah. never felt this before. Like waking up like blissful and mm. just having this new appreciation for life. Like I didn't have that before. So now you start to attract the energy. Wherever you are, you become the change that you're seeking. So I always mm-hmm. tell this to people, don't be a thermometer, be a thermostat, mm-hmm. right? So you dictate the temperature in the room that you are in. Of course, if you're going to let the temperature of the room affect you, it will affect you. But if you know that you can fight back, if you know that you have the power to change how you're feeling, then suddenly you're not a thermometer anymore. You're a thermostat. You Mm -hmm. dictate the temperature of the room. And if you are feeling loved and cared for and worthy and appreciated and you just feel light and happy for most of the time, you'll see that the place around you... Yeah, that's what you'll attract. 
right? you you you'll see that like mm-hmm. okay it's happening around me as well yeah and at the same time do you think that limiting beliefs are learned helplessness like is it the same as learned helplessness Oof, i i love that term learned helplessness yeah. yes actually um i think it's very very much similar because what the limiting belief does is it takes away the power from you mm-hmm. it makes sure that whatever we're whatever script we're giving to you that's your truth that's your reality and the lies that we've been told or at least the lies that we, we believed when we were children even if they don't tell us explicitly but we were thinking when we were young uh, we experienced some so even like some mini traumas like asking mm-hmm. for or like asking permission and they didn't give it to us uh, just like what you said how oh, i'm not worthy like i've always been rejected i've always been told no so now i'm going to think i'm unworthy having that kind of belief and i think it's always those three limiting beliefs that trickle down or like beat up uh, most of our existence it's i'm not loved i'm not capable and i'm not worthy just having one of those beliefs when you were growing up as a child it will direct you uh, as an adult that you cannot do something about it right i think one of the biggest examples is a baby's crying or a child's crying there are three ways that it can be responded. First is they're going to come and they would say like, it's okay. It's not your fault. It's the floor's fault. It's Yaya's fault. It's someone else's fault. Then subconsciously as a child, you would think that, okay, someone will always save me. Someone will Mm. always change my situation Mm. and I'm not responsible for it. So growing up, you might think that you you cannot help yourself. You cannot save yourself. Uh, The second scenario would be like um, they would tell you to stop crying, just stop crying. And therefore, you, you as you grow up, you cannot express your emotions. Yeah, you feel invalidated you, with what you're you, feeling. You feel invalidated, mm-hmm. right? So now you just understand, okay, maybe I'm not really worth it. Maybe, you know, I should just keep everything to myself. And that's also a sign of helplessness, right? Uh, you, you can't, you don't want to help yourself mm-hmm. because you feel like you're not worthy of being helped. And maybe the last one would be, no one's like really going to help you out and no one's going to save you. And as a child, you felt like, oh, no one loves me. Because no one is here to support me and help me out. So when you experience that as well, growing up, okay, um, I'm always going to be alone. Uh, I'm unworthy of love. I'm not loved. And when you have that kind of belief, you start to become helpless um, in different ways as well. Because Mm. now you're not going to ask for help anymore. Now you're going to think that you're always the victim. And Mm. you're always like on the losing side of life, which Mm. is something that you're going to attract if you always think about it. Like every negative, there's always a positive. So in terms of limited belief, does it also have like limitless belief? And at the same time, can you compare like what does a limited belief or limited life looks like and a limitless life looks like? Yeah, I love that you were you use the word limitless because again, it's not just gonna uh when you start to remove your limiting beliefs, you're not gonna only have some sort of liberating beliefs. But when you understand who you truly are, 
you'll be able to live a limitless life. And I love that you mentioned that because again, if you have limiting beliefs, that just means you're going to live a limited life because it's always going to be limited. So a limited life has one or more of these signs. Number one, you're living in constant fear. It's always going to be something wrong that's going to happen in my life. So there's always constant fear, fear of other people's judgment, fear of failure, fear of rejections, just fear. And fear paralyzes you. You won't be able to live out your best life because there's always fear. The second sign is that you're always attracting stress. There's always stress in your life. Like all of your areas in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, uh, in your relationship, in your work, in any kind of your life, there's stress. And I'm not talking about the good stress. There's bad stress, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third one would be you won't have inspired creativity. So you will always have uninspired creativity. So when you have uninspired creativity, the output that you're going to have, the work that you're going to produce is not your best work. It's not your best output. So you might think that, that, wait, I don't think that this is my best work. Well, maybe it's because you're doing or you, you have uninspired creativity. Right. The next one is be forced life. You're trying or you're always you're always forcing life. Mm -hmm. You're always begging. You're always trying to make it happen when in reality, you don't need to do that. Life's easy. You know, you don't need to live a hard life to live a fulfilled life. Of course, they're going to be work. Of course, you're going to need some discipline and consistency, but it doesn't need to be forced. It doesn't need to be that hard. Uh, I think that's also one of the biggest misconceptions that we just really need to break down as early as possible, that we don't need to suffer in order for us to live a good life. And, and I'm not saying this, that if you suffer right now, you can't live a good life. Also, it, it just adds in more drama into it and it becomes more, you know, such an amazing story. But again, that's not the normal. It's just the normal that we need to have a forced life, a hard life so that we can have a blessed life. No, it's not that. Life is not a struggle or a problem to be so solved. It's a, it's a journey to be experienced. It's a memory to be cherished. So if you're always having a forced uh, or like you're always in that forced phase in your life, then you might have been living a limited life. This, the, the second to the last one would be you have poor relationships all around you business partners, your friends, your family, like you've always have resentments. You are not clear with what you want to say. You're not just happy with the relationships that you have. So that's also a sign of limiting a limited life. And lastly is that you always feel like it's never enough. Like you're always looking for the next thing, the next thing that would make me happier. If I could get a better job, I would be happier. If I could just marry someone, I could be happier. If I could get some peace, I would be happier. You're always feeling not enough. So you always feel like there's scarce resources around you. And in the contrary, if you want to live a limitless life, it's just the opposite. Number one, you have constant bliss, meaning every small moment in your life, there's just pure joy and happiness. Like right now, I feel like a part of me is living limitlessly because I just feel so happy every moment in my life. Like right now, we're talking in this podcast and I'm just so happy. It feels like it's my first time doing a guest on a show and just so happy doing it. Mm -hmm. And after or before this, I was eating and I was just so happy. Like the, the food is so great. The food is so awesome. When I woke up, I was making my coffee. It was, feels so joy. Just feel, feel so pure. Like it's constant bliss, right? The second is stressed immunity. This is not to say that I don't, ha I don't have any problems anymore. It's just that I don't let the problems affect me anymore. 
it's just like, okay, you're a problem. I'm going to solve you. I have trust in my, I trust myself that I'm going to be able to solve you. So I'm not going to let the stress, you know, enter my life because I know I can handle it. Right. The third one is unlimited creativity. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, we do the Better Me Project group coaching sessions every single Monday, right? And the thing is, I don't even re- prepare my outlines anymore. It's just that I think about a topic. Twenty minutes before we start the session, I start to think, okay, what are some things that I d- wanted to do? And it's just tapping into that unlimited source of information from our creator. That okay. I'll give you ideas. I'll give you thoughts because, you know, ideas, they're just floating around. They're unlimited ideas. And therefore, you'll have unlimited creativity as well. Mm-hmm. The next one is flow experiences. Like everything just happens ease and flow. There's always ease and flow in your life. You're not forcing anything. You're not resisting anything. You know that you're exactly where you need to be. You're, you're with the people that you're meant to be. And you have the things that you need to have in your life right now. So just let it flow. It's just that feeling of I'm not trying really to force anything. Like if it's not for me, then I don't like it. If mm-hmm. it, if it's not, you know, if it's not for me, then I don't want it. Like that kind of experience. The next one is rich relationships. So you'll always have win-win relationships in business, in relationships. Like everyone's winning, everyone's happy, everyone's giving their 110% with your family, with your friends, and with your business partners. It's just rich. And the last one is abundant miracles. Like every single day you're seeing breakthroughs after breakthroughs, mm-hmm. maybe not for you, but from other people, you see miracles happening and breakthroughs happening around you every single day. So you're, you're going to be overwhelmed with the amount of joy and peace if you start living a limitless life. So now, again, if you want to do that, start by breaking the chains that are holding you down, which are your limited limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I think there is a story that I was reminded of when you share those comparisons. Like the story goes, there are two dogs. So the the there's a white and a black dog. So the white mm-hmm. dog is filled with positivity and all the great things. And there's another dog that is, of course, color black, that is filled with negativity, with all the, the bad stuff. And then what if you put them together in just one ring and just have them go at it like battle them off and then who do you think will win and the answer is who do you feed the most so i think with what you've shared you really have to focus on what you want to achieve rather than what you don't want to achieve in terms of that uh, as i've shared earlier about affirmations i really do feel the limitless life that you've like one of the examples in the limitless life of flow experience at the same time unlimited creativity because (laughs) before when i started the podcast it's hard for me to think of ideas about what topic what to talk about how will i do the storytelling for this but now when i started the affirmations when i started like going to the better me project and at the same time you know spending time with people who have the same mindset the growth mindset Uh Everything started to change for me. Like I was sort of surprised that when I was thinking of ideas, my hands cannot keep up. Like how I type, like they can't keep up because it was my mind was really filled with ideas about the podcast, the things that I want to do, how I can express myself, and how I'm thankful of the single things that are happening in my life every single day. Though obviously there's still a pandemic, but at the same time, you can also have limitless thankfulness about the positive uh-huh. things that yep. ha- are happening and are or will yet to happen in the future so yeah i mean 
it really does help. like affirmation guys affirmations every single day it really does help yeah and at the same time you really have to act on it right yes. it's not just wishful thinking but acting on what you want to accomplish and, yeah. and i love that you shared that like you're experiencing flow in terms of your creativity right mm-hmm. and i could definitely feel that even if we're just talking in a zoom meeting right now i can feel the flow in the way that you talk mm-hmm. and this conversation that we're having this is not you know what we wrote on the script yeah, this it's is not, not scripted. really <laughs> it's not scripted it's just whatever comes out of our mouth we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it and hopefully yeah. people can relate to it but i caught myself a little bit earlier that oh my gosh this is such an amazing topic that i hope a lot of people can hear yeah. because yeah. even though we are conversing on a flow level these are very valuable and if we if we might listen to it afterwards like oh my gosh we said that it came from us it came from our mind and that's something that i want people to experience is that i don't know where that came from but it just makes so much sense and i'm i'm really thankful that i just said it <laughs> something like that yeah yeah and at the same time as what i previously shared with you i'm an introvert right so oh, i'm very yeah. much reserved and we met in person and you saw like how i am in terms of social situations Honestly, I'm well that's my limiting belief that I am shy, that I'm an introvert, that I'm I don't know what to say, that I stutter, all the negative things. And at the same time, it's hard for me to communicate what I want to say. And ironically, I'm doing a podcast. I'm the host <laughs> of this podcast. So, in terms of those limiting beliefs that I had previously before starting the podcast, I just did it like all right I have all of these limiting beliefs but this is what I want to do this is what I want to improve on like right now I don't use those things as I mentioned as excuses but rather I use them as reasons as to why I want to improve on them so in a way that is me challenging the limiting beliefs before and now I'm living the limitless life yes. because of my limitless beliefs so yes. yeah so before we wrap up everything alex what is one thing that you would want to encourage everyone to try today i think at the top of my mind it's really affirmations especially if you value words like if your love language is love of affirmations then try affirmation just for the sake of it for one week when you wake up affirm yourself before you go to sleep affirm yourself and then just test it out if it doesn't work in a week then don't do it anymore but mm-hmm. i want you to try it out try to test out and i love what you mentioned um the exact word is to challenge your limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that's something that i want people to try if you think that you can't uh, you can't do public speaking raise your hand in a zoom meeting and try to speak just challenge it and see if that's really true or if that's just something that you're believing so that you stay in your comfort zone right mm-hmm. allow yourself to try and take risks and put yourself in an uncomfortable zone where you could eventually grow. So that's something that I want people to try today. Yeah, and the word that entered my mind when you when you share that is do what you fear the most. I think yeah. that is the perfect uh sentence for that or the perfect situation for that like especially again with doing a podcast. I was very afraid to do the podcast and that's why I did it and now I'm able to like meet you and learn from you and like meet other people that I never expected. So yeah, so thank you Alec for your time again and your insight and wisdom and I hope to see you on future episodes. Yes. <laughs> if you're game. Of 
Uh, yeah. I, I'm game. I really love the conversation that we had. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we've been talking about limiting beliefs for a very long time now, but it, mm-hmm. the way you asked it or phrased it, it's just really good. And I and I was um, energized by the flow that you have and how genuine and authentic you are. So mm-hmm. again, Mia, thank you so much for also inviting me and allowing me to be on your show. And I can't wait to hear this episode. Uh, hey guys, if you like what you heard, then go ahead and check out my other content. You may listen to my podcast. It's called Small Talk with Dale Cuenca, now exclusively on Spotify. And if you want to search or watch more motivational and inspirational videos, go ahead and search me on the different platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just search for Alec Cuenca. And again, if you want to be a part of uh, the things that we mentioned earlier, which was the Better Me Project, my group coaching session, come and send me a message on Instagram at Alec Cuenca and I'll help you out. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Alec. And see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you everyone for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encouraged to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encouraged to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!